The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Let me tell you what, who deserves a shot in the United States. I'm the champion. I ought to know. You know, I've, I've been sizing up guys since I came to the WCW. And I think the one guy that stands out the most, the guy that I think has earned the title shot, El Dandy, I think you're a heck of a wrestler. You're a great technician in the ring, and you're a jam-up guy. Whoa. I don't see any Whoa. reason. Wait a minute. El Dandy has been wrestling in, in, in the cruiserweight division here. Please. He's a great wrestler. He's a great wrestler, but thank goodness sakes, he's 50 pounds. Who are you to, to, to doubt El Dandy? This guy's a serious professional. Well, let's talk about some serious professionals. Hypnosis. Let's get so psychosis, psychosis. Whatever, whatever. He's a great wrestler, you know. Hello, and welcome to the Rawcast. I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and I'm joined once again by my co-host, Mr. Mo to the underscore Reese. What's going on, Mo? one of the listeners um you ever realize you have a revelation and you realize you know you were on the wrong side of history until you had that revelation no i haven't because i try to always keep myself on the right side of things but but what has come to your your revelation what is it so um just realize well, I just yeah, it's come to the realization of how incredible theme song um, Judas is. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, actually, like, it's all in and everything. So, uh, was this the stadium stampede? Was it the uh, Friday Night Dynamite? What? what? So, it was, it was. It was. It was definitely um, the double or nothing. When they was said they was doing it after the um they were saying it after the show, well do, when they, they close out the show and everything, you know the fans there, and they and they was sitting they were all there and it was just like the reaction from the crowd, and I got Sammy Sammy um Sammy was all a little extra hype and everything, like this was his this was his coming out party, right right, and then I um this actually this the song by itself and I was just like wow it's like okay Jericho actually gave himself a banger here <laughs> uh, well you know revelations come to pass each and every day and you you had one last weekend so um, enjoy the song as you will uh, from here on out hopefully yeah, I'm just, you know you'll be, yeah. you'll be singing in your living room at the top of your lungs <laughs> yeah, I won't, I, won't be looking, I won't be looking at folks so crazy when they be sitting there talking about um, say Judas, Judas in my life, and I'm like looking at them crazy, like what are y'all doing? Why, why y'all reciting the song? And then I was just like, I looked at the lyrics. I said, okay, so I see why you know when it gets to that part and Jericho be smiling. But here's the thing: I wonder a couple years, years down the road. You know, Jericho then, you know, probably calls it a, a career. And Vincent Kennedy decides, hey, we want to put you in the WWE Hall of Fame. And, the, and if they allow the fans at the at the um, Hall of Fame ceremony, will those fans be chanting a song as he's coming out there? And will Vince roll his eyes like, it was a WWE 
property, but mm. he could be petty like that. Never put it. I will never put anything past Vince McMahon in the petty department. Right. I mean, he made Dusty Rose dress up in polka dots for God's sakes. Yeah, he did. Dusty still got it over to his credit because he can get anything over. But just the humiliation and being like, I'm going to try to bury this dude and make him a clown, literally. So, yeah, you can never underestimate the pettiness of Vince McMahon. This is The Rawcast. We're brought to you by the CSPN. You can find us on the web at CSPN.us. You can also subscribe to the show through iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, all the usual suspects when it comes to podcasting and podcasting apps. All you have to do is search for The WrestleCast dash the CSPN. Subscribe to the logo with the new day holding the WrestleCast sign and you'll get The Rawcast in your podcast queue each and every week. So it's time for everybody's favorite segment of the show, the Mo Meltzer News Report. Um, I was getting stuff yesterday because I'm thinking he was recording, but we didn't. So this got stuff. Um, so they said the WWE draft is coming back in late August. So it could be a shake-up. Well, I don't think Roman going anywhere, but yes, continue on. No, he said that won't be not going to be one person bigger than the company, so if he, if they say, hey, once you go back to Monday Night Raw, Tribal Chief, no Tribal Chief. Well, you know what? You know what? Let me, let me take that back, because when Triple H got drafted to SmackDown and he do his hissy fit and got, you know, traded um, back to Raw for Booker T and um, the Dudley. So, mm-hmm. you know, that there's that. Yeah, so you, you never know. You never know. You know, we see, we, we see what uh, Roman Reigns has done for SmackDown um, these past couple of months, so. Well, not even, not even that, but almost, almost a calendar year, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And he came back up, like August. Came back in SummerSlam. SummerSlam, yeah. You'll never see it coming. Never see it coming. Mm-hmm. Just um, like y'all, never, y'all never saw Miss Didi Jeanne coming back on this podcast for that one. Exactly. She was she coming to collect her rent and, you know, make sure the insurance... Yeah, making sure we hadn't we hadn't you know done too many renovations to the place. Right. Speaking of Roman, he's receiving praise from CM Punk and the Undertaker. Um, CM Punk um, has said that he's far in a way the best the best um, person that's in the WWE, and he was. Um, like every, he, I guess he's he's hitting on all he's hitting on all cylinders and everything. Mm-hmm. That kind of reminded me of when, um, of of when um, when CM Punk did that Christmas Day interview with Coco Cabana, and it was talking about how the whole shit had came up mm-hmm. and how he originally didn't want he wanted um. 
they he wanted um what's old boy name? He's friends with friends with down there. Uh, he was friends with um Cash's Ono oh, to yeah, be in yeah. that spot, but you know they was like, no, we weren't roaming in that spot. He really didn't think didn't think too highly of Roman at that time, but he changed his tune, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And the Undertaker was saying, you know, he told him that, um, and I think he told my survivor told my survivor series that the story that him and um, Jay Uso had going on that was, um, you know, great, great television, everything, you know, they was really doing, they really had something special. So, you know, they have two. You know, two absolute top WWE legends, more legends in their time, you know, giving Roman props. Yeah, he's definitely earned it, man. I mean, look at everything he's done for SmackDown, for just the WWE in general since he's come back. Definitely. No, I, always, I, always, I always thought that he, when he came back and he, when he wanted to come back on his own terms, and he probably was like, he wanted to heal run and was like, he came back with his own term, so. Yeah, and they had a story, a long-term story ready for him when he came back, so, yeah, they... Yeah, oh, a long-term booking, why they, they really... There's something we don't see long-term booking on. Mm-hmm. And he, they really... Him, Paul, had really done a good, a good job. Yeah, they've done but an excellent job. I, I, I think they're saying, um, I think they look at Hell in the Cell being um, Roman versus Ray because of what Roman what, what Roman did to Dominic, mm-hmm. which which was like something that you wanted to see. You, you want to see somebody to beat beat the brakes off of Dominic. But I wanted it to be in like in the back, not necessarily in a wrestling ring sense. Uh, it was Samoa Joe would have been my first candidate to do it, but he never got his hands on him. So Roman, right. Roman was 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 okay, but it's just still not quite in the context of uh, the original uh, bloodlust I had for Dominic getting his ass beat in the back. I'm sure. It's just something about a Samoa Joe beat down. I don't know if it's the running commentary he gives while he does it, but yeah, it's just it's just something about it that I just wanted to see Dominic experience. Exactly. Like right of passes or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I don't need much for my wrestlings, just a little bit here and there. And uh, yeah, that was one of them that I, I did not get. Um, so let's see what else. Um, Andrade signs with AEW. Mm-hmm. The rollout could have been a lot better. Yeah, like, yeah, like Vicky Guerrero's excuse me. I mean, I liked it, but it just could have been a lot better. Like, I wish it would just been just something more to the introduction. But he didn't have enough pyro. What was missing? Didn't like just, the way that it was like a run-on segment to Mark Henry. Like they just cut Mark Henry off and then you know, Mark Henry was there. And the next thing you know, Vicky came out there. Excuse me. And you knew when Vicky was saying, "Excuse me, something's going to happen." She came out there and was like, 
you know, Andrade El Idolo. Everybody's like, oh my God. <laughs> and Jim Ross didn't even, Jim Ross calls him Andre. And I was like, I think it's sir. Oh, yeah. He was having a difficult time with the name for sure. He's like, Excalibur, you're going to have to help me out. Yeah. Yeah, because he, he wasn't getting it. Um,. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how that's going to go forward with him. It's going to be real interesting. I think he's in a good spot there. I think he'll have a chance to at least be TNT champion maybe sooner than later. Him and Miro have a really good match together. That's true. Or if they want to put um, him in the right in the middle of the heavyweight championship mix, him and Kenny Omega will have a good match, and now they can have their match. That's true. But you want to go ahead and match at Triple A though, so. Mm-hmm. Well, he can have a chance to redeem himself. Yeah. Um. Let's see. So, Mickey James is going to be. When they will be executive producing the NWA's all women pay per view. Okay. Good to have a husband yeah. in high places. Listen, I was I was just thinking that I was like, I mm, wonder how she got that deal. But you no, know, <laughs> she was thinking, you know, she wants to make women wrestling so they the the um the full the um the forefront of you know, NWA and everything. So that'd be good for us. You know, she brings a lot to the table. Right. So, um, Leo Rush um, announced his in retirement. Um, they see, reports that he suffered an injury at um, Double Nothing. But, you know, he told Tony Khan and um, New Japan and um, MLW, and they was like, they wish him the best. Yeah, man, if he's hurt, and it must be a very serious injury to lead to his retirement through, through speculation. Uh, I saw that, and it was just kind of like, but I just saw him the other day, though. Right. And uh, so, yeah, who knows, you know, what could have happened uh, in that match. Or maybe, you know, Leo Rush is a guy who moves at a different pace than everybody else, moves at his own pace. So it might have not been fun to him or something. You know, he might be losing his enthusiasm for it. You, you never can tell with a guy like him because he moves a lot on, you know, how he feels or whatever. Maybe he just didn't feel like it was it was as much fun or it was the place he needed to be at this time. So good luck to him, though. I think he was very solid on his WWE run. Mm-hmm. And I think that really soured a lot of things for him. You know, he came, he was signed, he was, you know, he was signed, and he was supposed to have this big, massive, you know, push. But then he said those comments about um, about um, uh, Emma when she yeah, released, Emma. yeah, yeah, released, and he got heat for that. Then he was he didn't want to be the young boy on the main roster, you know. Work with Lashley and everything. He won't be a young boy, so. But um, 
and I'm, the first time I saw him was at, at a, um, a Maryland Championship Wrestling show. He was wrestling Flip, Flip Gordon. Oh, word. Um, yeah, they was wrestling. They had a, they had a banger match, and then um, this is when Ray Mysterio had made a um, he made a um, he had made an appearance at the show, and he came out there and cut a promo, and they was like, and you can tell where that when Ray was cutting his promo. The, like the, it was the heels who was in the back came out to um, interrupt and Flip Gordon and Leo was still at ringside so they kind of joined Ray and Ray you know hit the six one nine for the pop and everything so um but yeah that was it was good yeah it was like the the um for the first time I saw him like um wrestle live and everything I was like wow he was really good but you know when things aren't being as fun to you you know. That's when you know you have to escape. Yeah. Also retiring, um, AOP. Oh, word. Yes. Well, nobody, nobody really they couldn't really find a fit after they um after um they were cut. They were saying um like other wrestlers had inquired about bringing them in to like other companies, but. You know, it never really materialized or nothing like that. And they brought up to AEW last year, but um, their people didn't think they would be a good fit for them. Hmm. And it was also suggested in New Japan, but New Japan wasn't bringing anybody over due to the pandemic. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, the thing is, they had it, it was they had the the death with the curse of when you get, we have a great run on NXT and then you get. Call to the main roster, and that's when everything goes to shit. Yeah, unfortunately, man, that seems to be the the way that things work at the present time with the company. Um, there's only a select few who have gotten to just stay in NXT and continue to flourish uh, and not get that stench of the main roster on them, and. Uh, yeah, at this point in time right now, it's definitely not the best place if you're a really good NXT talent is to get promoted to the main roster. Right. You need to try to stay in NXT as long as possible. Um, Sachi, um, Sachi, um Blackheart, she's injured. Then they didn't really go into what she was injured with, but she's hurt, which is why I guess they're doing the whole um, um, Raquel versus Ember Moon, right? Who has still yet, who has still yet to um, give um, Semi her um, her explanation of what Ember's law is because she wants to know. <laughs> I thought that Ember uh... last week Semi was just on, was hitting on point. She's like, "What is it? Who have explained it to me?" <laughs> uh I I thought that the tag team match they had a couple of weeks ago, the interaction between Raquel and Ember warranted a, a singles match. So that's going to happen this Sunday. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so Tyson Kidd feels that, you know, his, his, his role is being a producer. I think he does training. It was better than his big, his in career. Um, he, you know, he was really, you know, used down at NXT to put talent over. He um, put up, um, um, well, Pac, when Pac was in um, 
NXT, he helped get Pac over and everything. Um, I think um, Sami Sammy Zayn too as well. So, but that muscle buster that he took from Samoa Joe in the main roster uh, still messed things up. Um, Todd Pattengill, you know, he's hosting the NXT TakeOver um, in your house, so there's going to be two pre-shows. There's going to be a pre-pre-show hosted by um, um, Everrise, and he has a regular pre-show. Everrise. Everrise is doing that thing. I, I'm really liking what Everrise is doing. I mean, I was, we were calling them um, Dollar Tree, uh, Dollar General, Family Dollar, Young Bucks, but they really... Us, you know, doing their own thing. I really enjoy what they're bringing to the um, what they're bringing to um, NXT in terms of content and everything. Yeah, I thought the last few weeks to the month or so, Everrise has been really good. They've been in some very entertaining segments, especially um, that What's Next show with Mackenzie Mitchell and um, Alicia Taylor. Um, mm hmm. They've had some really funny interactions with Mackenzie Mitchell. Um, <laughs> I watched one where, you know, they had the little uh, logo, the watermark. It said, Everrise sucks. <laughs> so, yeah. So, they've been having a lot of fun on that show. Uh, I think that comes out on Thursdays on YouTube. So, you guys can check that out. Um, they got some funny skits and skits on there. What's next? Oh, okay. Everybody's they do that shit, they go talk thing on Saturday mornings. Right, so. right, right. I haven't checked that out yet, though. No, I, I checked that one of the episodes. It was really good. So I was like, you know, kind of bring eyes to them. Mm-hmm. Um, NWA, uh, Billy Corgan said that, you know, WWE was presented with the idea of buying NWA, but they declined it. So. Really? Mm hmm. Hmm. Before he per- before he purchased the company, mm-hmm. they they were presented to the WWE to buy the company and they mm-hmm. declined. So I don't know how that would have worked out because Nick Aldis and Bruce Pritchett has so much heat with each other. Mm-hmm. That heat just keeps get brought up every so often. Um. So I think. We could talk about this on the main show, but when we talk about raw cast, but they want um, Jackson right to face. So this yeah, is I the, whole, the whole separation from Elias and the new look. Uh, and I'm just thinking like, how he was the problematic one, but he's the one from Forgotten Sons that's the only survivor. He's the survivor. <laughs> he's no longer forgotten. Thank you, thank you. I'll be here all week. Tip your <laughs> yeah. So he's looking to be. They're looking to push him in the face. I know some people in the broadcast. You know, I think Kyle Rim was like they're not cheering for him. So <laughs> good luck with that next. Good luck getting him over because you're not. It's gonna be a tough, 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 tough road. To definitely tough. That's definitely gonna be a tough sell to get him over. Yeah, because he got—he's about as bad as carrying crosses right now. 
ooh, and they told me he might, this might be, you know, I was reading it, this might be his, it might be his swan song for NXT. And I'm like, dude, you know, when you go to the roster? Yeah, he was saying, I mean, he, he really didn't have a, the best run down there. So I don't know. Maybe he might come up here and Vince, and Vince can do something more with him, but. <laughs> You clearly, exactly. you clearly aren't listening to what you're saying on this podcast. No, no, I'm I, 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 I listening to what I'm saying, and, I'm, and, I'm, and I heard you laughing, but I'm, what I'm saying is, this is probably Vince's idea. He probably wants to do more with him. I'm not, I know when we go see him on TV, we're going to roll our eyes and be like, why is he here? Um, yeah, so... And Alistair Black was on Twitch saying that they um he had ideas of him working with Brock Lesnar and Undertaker, so it was Nick's and everything. So I think it was like he was getting jumped by either Samoa Joe or Brock Lesnar, one or two, and never never materialized Nick, you know, because Samoa Joe was doing commentary and Brock was going to be avoided for big money matches, you know, so. Is that all you got for the news? Um, you still there? Yeah, I'm still oh. here. I'm just letting you get your, your, your cook on, Chef. Um, That's probably about it. Um, They say Total Bells is coming to an end, but we never really talked about that. Um, They're still trying to figure out, they're still trying to figure out what's going to be Daniel Bryan's play going forward. So... Yeah, that's right. We haven't seen him since he uh, lost the match to Roman and he had to uh, pack his stuff up and get off the island. Never to be seen or heard from again. Wow, hold on. Well, I know this isn't um, wrestling, but we can, we can look, at it and, um, look at it as something related, but so I just see versus um, matchups. So June sixteenth is going to be Eve versus Trina. Mm. Eve versus Trina. That should be interesting. Mm-hmm. Eve. Uh, who else you got after Trina and Eve? Bow Wow versus Soldier Boy. Oh, they finally going to do it. Yeah, they finally announced the date, and it's so Eve and Trina is going to be June sixteenth, and. Bow Wow Soldier Boy is going to be June 26th, and they're doing something at Essence. They have they have Essence for July 1st, but they don't have um, the showdown yet. You know, they they just have you know you have it like you know Reserve. pixeled out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so those are next two. So that even trainer matchup should be pretty interesting. They had. Both have pretty solid careers, so we should see how they how that goes down. The Bow Wow and Soldier Boy is going to get, you know, the mid two thousand the um the mid two thousand folks something to um the cackle about. <laughs> I remember seeing Soldier. I mean, Bow Wow when he um he well first you know he he started out um on death row. He was a little kid. Um, in the I think it was the um, What's My Name video, and he was on a, a doggy style skit on the album, the um, 
the the, the, the classroom skit on there. Then um, he signed with Social Death. Yeah, I remember going to one of the summer jams here in Baltimore, and Jermaine Dupree brought him out, and you see this little pint-sized kid just rapping along, getting the crowd amped up. And the next thing you know, Bow Wow was the biggest thing that next next year, that next summer, it was his. And then he came back to Summer Jam, and they was trying to make the um, Summer Jam PG because you know, they was somebody we got kids here and everything and exhibit shut all that thing all that down. We did bitch please. <laughs> <laughs> I will never forget that. You know, yeah. was like the people radio station was like, yeah, we try to keep this PG and we gonna keep it family friendly. And the next thing you know, exhibit came out there and the first song we did was bitch please. And I was like, Well, there's your PG out the window. <laughs> I said, There's your PG because exhibit say he wasn't going to all that. That's funny. That's funny. Yeah. And so, um, there you go. There's your Mo Melsa gave you a little little verses with that. Um, shout out to Jupiter Judah. She's gonna I know she'll probably be, you know, dancing her seats when she hear about, you know, the, the verses match up and everything. All right, Mo, we thank you as always for the Mo Meltzer news segment of the week. Now we'll dive into Monday Night Raw from this past Monday night. Uh, a bunch of tag teams and Lindsay Dorado are in the ring for a number one contenders battle royal. Lindsay Dorado was in there by himself because Grand Metalik is injured. Uh, with that being so serious, we get AJ Styles and almost to come down to the ring to watch. AJ talks about how WWE is going to be back on the road next month and they're going to defend the titles against the best Monday Night Raw has to offer. We hear about AJ and almost could take care of all the teams or just Lindsay as Grand Metal League is injured again, uh, except for <laughs> RK Bro. AJ talks about how great Randy Orton is, but almost uses various adjectives to describe how great they are. New Day doesn't think much of it, and Riddle talks about wearing two snake shirts. One is designed by his Uncle Ron, because he used to have a snake named Mr. Slithers, so Orton tells him to zip it. The invisible key is put into the boot of into Orton's boot, so AJ asks if anyone else has anything to say. Miz and Morrison, with a Miz in a real chair, they come out to say the tag division has gotten boring. Not to worry, though, Morrison is going to wrestle on his own in the Battle Royal. Morrison wills, will, wills Miz to the ring, but stops the pose unless the Miz slide down the ramp uh, uncontrolled. And a now, that, that was hilarious. If anything else wasn't funny, seeing the Miz re- reaction to being the, going down the ramp and how Morrison had to react to catch him, Oh, it was great right there. <laughs> that was so good. And so, one thing about this, when it started, almost AJ, AJ and um, AJ Styles was running out all the tag teams. Did not mention um, um, Mason T-Ball. Mm. Ran down all the tag teams and just, and just skipped over them. I was like, Yo, that is disrespectful. But, I mean, really, though, do Mason T-Bar deserve a, a shout-out? I think Wow. Dominic. You really going to do Dominic Dodger, um Kovic like that? Hey, man, with a name like uh, Mace. <laughs> well, T- well, he's T- well, he's T-Bar. Okay, well, with a name like T-Bar, he's going to have to get this disrespect until they turn him <laughs> back to Dodger Listen, we still haven't seen um, Shane Thorne and me and Yim yet on SmackDown. So, hey, 
they getting those two getting TV time. Um, Mason T Ball getting TV time. We haven't seen me and Yim um, debut yet, and it was the fans was trying to get them, um, trying to get um, keep something Riley, but get her on the show and everything. But yeah. Well, it's time for the tag team battle royal. Uh, we have the teams of RK Bro, the New Day, the Viking Raiders, Mason T Bar, Lindsay Dorado by himself, and John Morrison as well by himself. I don't know why they just didn't make a makeshift tag team between them two and just call it one. But anyway, uh, the rules of this is you know both uh, members have to be eliminated. Um, so Orton hits an RKO to both members of the New Day and Lindsay Dorado to send this to a commercial break, and this is all before the bell even rings. Um, so we get through the match. Later in the match, Cody loads up for the Trouble in Paradise, and Riddle comes in to take the Trouble in Paradise instead of it landing on Randy Orton. The distraction lets Orton throw out Kofi, and then the Viking Raiders toss out Randy Orton. And the Viking Raiders, they are your winners of the Battle Royal, and they're getting a tag team title shot against AJ and Omos. And the last time they had a, a tag team title shot was against when um, Street Profits was on Raw. I think, I believe so. That's been, oh yeah, when they was doing all the vignettes about the uh, oh my God. the different uh, one upsmanships they were trying yes. to on each other. Yes. Mm-hmm. I remember those. Yeah, I remember those too. A couple of them were all right. Yeah, a couple were all right, but it was just yeah, like what we what, what is our end game here? <laughs> That's War Machine. They don't need to be in funny stuff. They just need to be beating people up. Well, I guess they wanted to show they have comedic chops. Only in the WWE does comedic chops matter on a wrestling program. Only. Well, maybe AEW a little bit if you're Kenny Omega. That's true. Uh, so we look at Nikki Cross surviving uh, two minutes last week uh, against Charlotte Flair, and that's somehow being counted as a victory in the record book. So Charlotte comes up to Adam Pearce and Sonya Deville and asks for the loss to be removed from her record. They say that won't happen, but Charlotte can have a rematch. Rhea Ripley comes up to say that it's going to be a tag match and the two of them are teaming up to go against Nikki Cross and a partner of her choosing. Charlotte says that she can be professional about this and Rhea stands there as we go to break. You know what this is leading to, so let's continue. The Viking Raiders are happy with their win and they want to go out for dinner. AJ Styles and Amos, who's carrying a turkey leg, Come in to say that the Viking Raiders are wannabe Vikings. Uh, the champs mock the Raiders' Vikingness and almost eats some of the giant turkey leg. <laughs> almost, Eat that turkey leg right from that man's face. Almost look imposing eating that man's turkey leg like that. Like, what's going to do about it? <laughs> uh, we recap Alexa Bliss going all evil and insane. Uh, thanks to the fiend, but really thanks to Lily. So here's Elias to talk about how much Jackson Riker has hurt things. Uh, we see Elias turning on him last week because Riker has had Ghost of War in his eyes. Elias hits his cat his catchphrase, but here's Riker from behind. Uh, he's got 
he's cut off the the long hair. He's got on those same American flag trunks though, and he takes out Elias. And the referees come down and break it up. <laughs> Elias and Jackson Rutgers are your interest. One to ten. One to five. Um, I rather see um, paint dry. So yeah, it's it's not gonna be a very fun matchup for the next two months or however long they decide they want to keep going around the loop with these two. Um, I thought that they were probably, if they could ever get this, the chemistry together, would have been much better as a duo. But you know, for some reason, they couldn't ever get the correct chemistry down. And uh, but yeah, uh, I don't I don't know about anything positive for either one of these guys coming out of this feud. Uh, but we- right. But we do get Elias versus Jackson Riker. The beatdown is on with Elias being knocked to the outside. Back in, Elias gets in a few shots of his own. Riker runs him over again with the shoulder tackle. Then the spine buster is enough to send Elias running off uh, into the back for the count out. Mm-hmm. That's one way the feud will continue. Yeah, you know it. Uh we get a look back at Drew McIntyre versus Kofi Kingston from last week with McIntyre becoming the number one contender to Bobby Lashley. So it's a big time match and y'all know what that means. It's time for contract signing for the title match. Um, Drew comes out, sits down at the table. He's got the pins. There's no Bobby Lashley. McIntyre talks about how he isn't waiting because he knows how this is going to go. Yeah, he has had a bunch of these title shots, and they remind him of a story from when he was a kid. He remembers the story of a Scottish king called Robert the Bruce, who was once stuck in a cave for three months. Uh, There was a spider on the roof of the cage, and it never could put together a web. Finally, he made it work and inspired Bruce to go to battle one more time, and he won Scotland's freedom. Uh, He says, there is a famous quote uh, that Bruce said before the battle, and McIntyre is going to paraphrase it. If at first you don't succeed, beat Lashley's ass at Hell in a Cell and get your championship back. McIntyre goes to sign, but here comes MVP Bobby Lashley and the ladies to interrupt Drew McIntyre. MVP asks what Lashley's reward will be for not interfering last week. Maybe this should be Drew's final shot at the title with McIntyre immediately accepting. Uh, however, he says he wants, he has something that he wants. He says he wants a match with no interference, no excuses inside hell in the cell. McIntyre signs and Lashley talks about how the real ending to the story is McIntyre tucking his kilt in shame and walking away. Mm-mm-mm. No, that was a lot. A whole lot. And then they used the same ladies from like like the last week or so like that. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, what'd you think about the breaking of the table? Yeah, he... They probably gave him another sword to use because he wasn't using Vince's sword to do that. <laughs> uh, they had a little bit more, uh, a little bit more uh, ethnic in the in the crop this week, though. 
And still, but they still, you know, was keeping the paper bag theory going on. So, you know, right, 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 right. We had we had the one girl put a black dress on. She was definitely stacked. And I think um, our friend of the show, uh, Quad Central, um, Quad, um, he has his um, his favorite as well too. Uh, we will give a shout out to Maxim Magazine for uh, naming Tiana Taylor uh, the sexiest woman alive. Um, okay, real quick, real quick, real quick. Um, they could been had a black woman as that sexiest woman alive um, as, as long as that magazine's been out. This is why I said Smooth and um, King, who were um, the black you know, versions of that magazine, came to um, black men, um, were better. I mean, they could have been. They could have been had. I mean, I mean, yes, Tayana Taylor is very, very, very sexy, and and the way she was describing how she was, she was, it was effortless for her to get ready for that shoot was definitely, you know, showing, you know, you know, something different. But Maxim could have been had a black woman run those charts a couple for a couple of years, but you know, we're we're in a different time now, so we'll run with it. We'll we'll say. Okay, you can get a pat on the back for that one. <laughs> uh, Nikki Cross, she's excited about her success of, as of late. She has a partner for tonight. She even has a superhero cape, and it's Oscar. Now we come down to um, your man's Ricochet versus Umberto Carrillo. The winner. You already know what we're going to talk about, so let's we'll run through the match. And you already know what we're going to talk about in this match. The winner gets a future United States title shot against Sheamus, who is sitting at ringside with his broken nose. Ooh, that was dope. Oh, yeah, yeah. He caught him squaw in the middle of the bridge of the nose. So, you know, they're going back and forth. And actually, uh, I was thinking to myself, you know what? They're having a really good match, but they're not doing a lot of flippy shit. I was like, if I see Ricochet and Umberto Carrillo on my TV, I want to see a whole bunch of flipping. And then they went to the apron. Um, there was a chop, and then Ricochet snapped off a Spanish fly off the apron onto the floor. We get a double knockdown and a double countout. And, uh, yeah, both of these dudes needed a little assistance to get up so they could be, you know, about 95%, hopefully, by the end of the week. So it's all you, sir. Spanish fly off the apron onto the floor. We we saw that. I was like, um, wh- who 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 agreed to this? <laughs> who 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 said who who ran this by? You know, creative and said, hey, we can do a Spanish fly to the um outside floor, and who and 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 say yes, let's do that, and thought this would be a good idea. Who 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 decided? Who decided to, you know, do this? Who decided this? Because that could have been more, more hurtful than, you know, than helpful going forward. Mm-hmm. Because both of them dudes could have really seriously been injured. Um, I know they probably got some bumps and bruises, uh, to, uh, you know, after doing that on Monday. I haven't heard or seen anything on the webs about either of their conditions if they did really get hurt. But yeah, man, that that was just not a smart bump. I mean, I know we're trying to build up to a three way 
and everything like that. And they need to have these matches between these two so they can set it up. But, yeah, let's be smarter and safer. So we're trying to be. MVP comes up to the New Day in the back. He kind of whisked Xavier Woods away. And he says, Kofi Kingston impressed him last week. He says, two years ago, MVP was in tears when Kofi won the WWE title and brings up their uh, Deep South wrestling days. MVP talks about how Kofi Mania ended with a whipper, a whimper, and this is still a business. Kofi doesn't want to hear it because this isn't about money. This is about inspiring people while Lashley fights for money. MVP tells him Lashley fights for the WWE Championship. MVP leaves, and Kofi, Kofi seems to be thinking about something he just heard. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, MVP was awesome here. Right. Just, um, just definitely, definitely, he was a he. he he definitely got under Kofi's skin when he said the whole, um, you know, he was like talking about what happened after Kofi made it. Mm. I don't know what this is going to lead into. I don't know if this is like maybe trying to sprinkle a little bit of doubt in Kofi's mind that maybe, you know what, he needs to expand his parameters outside of the new day but I'm definitely going to be here for whatever drama that they can cook up because so far so good uh, with this Kofi and MVP interaction uh, we get the greatest news that we've heard all week the evolution will be here next week so yes Eva Marie finally debuting for the world to see on WWE television Mansoor is getting ready for his match with Drew Gulak when Mustafa Ali comes up to him. Ali laughs off the idea that Mansoor is ready, which he insists he is. Ali then asks what Mansoor is going to do when Gulak pokes him in the eye or he cheats. Right. Jeff Hardy, we get a promo where he basically says he doesn't like Cedric Alexander for being disrespectful. So that leads into our match, Jeff Hardy versus Cedric Alexander. The twist of fate is broken up, and Cedric hits a quick suplex for a two-count. Alexander goes up top and mocks uh, Jeff Hardy's pose, allowing Hardy to catch him with the twist of fate. The swanton gives Jeff a win over Cedric Alexander, and then Hardy mocks Cedric after the match. He he did. (laughs) Yes, I guess it it took a bet to put. Um, Cedric in his face, even though Cedric is a vet in his own in his own mind. You know. Yeah, I don't like that they that they have this type of matchup where you have the really really old guy who's going to get the pop just because you know, oh my gosh, I still can't believe Jeff Hardy is with this company type pop versus the you know guys who have been there week in week out busting their tail trying to improve the show and get into a better position where they it's like, oh man, nah, it's not gonna happen for you. No matter how hard you try, Cedric Alexander, you you know, that's not if you're not gonna be in a tag team, we're gonna put you right here. And you can't get any higher. You can always go lower, but you can't get any higher. Mm-hmm. 
Charlotte tells Rhea Ripley to follow her lead, but of course Rhea Ripley sees things differently. So now it's her matchup. <laughs> oh my goodness. Nikki Cross and Asuka versus Charlotte and Rhea Ripley. Uh, the running knee gets a two count on Rhea and Cross's middle rope crossbody gets the same with Charlotte making the save. The Rhea versus Charlotte fight is then on as Charlotte hits natural selection on Rhea. Uh, that's when Nikki Cross comes in. She steals the pin. So her and Asuka, they pose for the cameras. And uh, they also danced on the announcer's table, too. They look like a lot of fun dancing on the announcer's table. Yeah, they, they have they have fun doing what they were doing. But I'm still... <laughs> they still asking questions that thing. Well, you know, I don't know what they're I guess Nikki Cross is the new person they interject so they don't have to necessarily fight each other directly. They're kind of fighting right. through Nikki Cross and they realize that, oh my gosh, we can't keep Asuka in this spot because people actually like her and respect her and you know, she's gonna be one of the people that we have to lean on once we get on these live shows and you know, we need a real reset. So, yeah, it was some it was some interesting, interesting things going on um, inside that match. What's the dynamic you feel between Charlotte and Rhea Ripley for this match at Hell in Cell? Do you think they got yeah. good enough chemistry that they can pull this thing off and bring it on home? Please. I think it was Jay who said they didn't have the chemistry or might have been Semi or might have been Cammy D, but they don't have the chemistry. I'm not seeing I'm not feeling the chemistry. They had the chem- last year when Charlotte went to NXT and they had that thing. You saw the chemistry there, but it's still not translating. It's not factored over a year later. So, you know. Yeah, I think what we uh, talked about was that that was uh, more of a Rhea Ripley than Asuka and Charlotte. So it seems that, you know, she's a little bit off of her game of where she was last year. And she just hasn't gotten back to that level or being consistent at that level where it's very noticeable now. Um, Alexa Bliss says Shayna Baszler is wrong about Lily and tonight the playground is going to be a scream. So now we have Mansoor versus Drew Gulak. Drew Gulak, he wastes no time taking Mansoor down into a half grab but Mansoor fights up to grab a roll up. Gulak does the same and tries grabbing the tights, only to have Mansoor reverse it into another roll-up for a pin of his own, and Mansoor is victorious over Drew Gulak. Any any love for Drew? I mean, uh, Mansoor here. <sighs> we'll see. We'll see with him and um. We'll see with him and um. What's the boy name? Him and Mustafa have going on. How they how they gonna work out? Because Mustafa's back doing his main event thing that he wants he wants you to watch. Don he wants you to watch more main event. Main event matters. We're just gonna talk <laughs> about Randy Orton handing Riddle the key to his mouth, and it turns into a commercial for Burger King. Riddle goes too far with the ideas though, and Orton locks his mouth again. Then Orton drops the key in the trash. So now we have probably the match of the night. Riddle versus Kofi Kingston. 
Looking to take it to the skies one more time. This is where he's at his best when he's up here, but Riddle getting to him first with a vicious slap to the face. feel how much both Riddle and Kofi Kingston have taken out of each other. Oh, no, are, are, are you kidding me? I don't know what Riddle is looking for here, but it's going to certainly spell the end for Kofi Kingston. Looking to get a lift there, couldn't get it, leaving oh, Kofi Kingston on the top turnbuckle. Kofi just can't ascend quick enough to avoid Riddle once again. Going back to it again. Looking for the superplex off the second rope. Oh, oh! Great counter by Kofi Kingston. Oh! Cross body. Right on the back of the neck, looking for the cover. On top. Both of these superstars have had their moments. They both needed their moments to recover. Riddle just knocking oh, Kingston in the next week with a. Oh my look gosh. at this. Riddle just oh. battering Kofi Kingston. Give me some. It's a good tie kick. I got to bones it. It's good tie kick. Oh, Kofi Kingston now looking to match the aggression we just witnessed from Riddle. And this is a Riddle that will not quit, that will not let a hurt opponent off the hook. This is our good pal Michael Cole would generally preface with vintage. Vintage Riddle. And Kofi Kingston. I can't imagine he has any fight left in him. Come on, come on. Give it to him. Riddle. Oh, you saw. Riddle once again. Dig it into the arsenal of the Viper. No, no, this is exactly what Randy had in mind. Size it up, Kofi Kingston going for the RKO! Oh my god, beautiful counter by Kofi Kingston! Double of Paradise miss! Couldn't get it! Oh, Riddle muscling Kofi up! Oh! Trouble in Paradise right to the face! That's gonna do it! And that's it! Unbelievable! Kofi Kingston coming back! Kofi Kingston! The reaction on the face of Randy Orton says it all. Orton had told Riddle, hey, end it! Finish it now! Riddle wanted to get fancy. Riddle wanted to utilize the RKO, and it cost him against Kofi Kingston. It wasn't the RKO that cost him. It was the prelude. It was Riddle trying to be Randy Orton. You can't be the fighter unless you're the fighter. This is good. So you know, yeah. So you know what? I'll say Riddle has had good matches with both members of New Day. Mm -hmm. So he's surely he can he can have good matches with them and everything. So I will give him that. But it was just you knew he wasn't going to go over on both members of New Day. You, you knew that he he got over on on Xavier. That's fine, but Kofi he ain't wasn't going to happen. <laughs> Again. They're they're doing they're they're about to do something with Kofi. I don't know what. I don't see it quite yet. But you can see they're kind of showcasing him and trying to make him stand out a little bit more from Xavier Woods, even while they're still kind of in the mix for this tag team stuff. Right. Uh, we recap Reginald beating Shayna Baszler last week with Baszler then jumping him at Alexis Playground and calling Lily a stupid doll. Shayna Baszler runs into Nia Jax in the back, who says she knows things have been messy of late. They get into an argument over Reginald, with Baszler saying she isn't worried about the stupid little blonde with the doll. 
Alexis Playground is here to end the show. Bliss talks about how she and Lily could make a f- new friend tonight, and here comes Shayna Baszler to interrupt in a hurry. She blames Bliss for everything that has been going on and going wrong as of late, including Reginald's accidents. Baszler can make it all better by apologizing to Lily, but that isn't happening because it's just a doll. Too far, and that's too far for Alexa Bliss, excuse me, who jumps Baszler and they start a brawl. Baszler sends her outside of the little promo ring and uh, we get an extreme close-up of the shoe as she stomps on Lily's head. Alexa Bliss freaks out and the video screens go all wacky. Then fire starts shooting out of the ring post and Shayna Baszler freaks out and runs to the back. So we go into, you know, horror movie mode with Shayna Baszler running through the back and saying it's just a stupid doll. She hides in a locker room but sees Lily in the mirror. Baszler screams a lot and breaks the mirror as the lights go out to end the show. That's the end to uh, my mom's playing tricks on me. Mm. The video. No, was it? Booker Bill was was laying um on, sitting on the ground and he was all yeah he's oh, he said Omar never mind, never mind. yeah yeah he saw the he saw the uh the 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 people who was out chasing them yeah. but it really wasn't there and he was beating on the concrete ah great video great song mm-hmm. but I said um. But really was Shayna because they not, are really not doing anything with her. They're just like, hey, we're going to have you running around because of a doll and spookied out and everything. And Shayna's like, it's a stupid doll. And we're like, um, they're really trying to make this whole Alexis Playhouse happen. I want her to punt the doll, punt Lily. They really probably would have set it off, but she just stomped us. <laughs> get what we come for. <laughs> I want her to off. Okay, you want to pull a Pat McAfee? Yes. <laughs> and Pat McAfee would probably call it gimmick for infringement, but you know. Oh, that's funny. That is funny. Uh, that yeah, that is how Raw goes off. It's just Shayna Baszler out here, the toughest woman in the history of NXT. Uh, you know, scared of right. a, 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 a garbage pail kid. Um, so, yeah, I don't know, man. This has been a, a 180 they didn't plan on having to do, and you can tell they're just making this stuff up on the fly. Exactly. Um, we'll have to see. We're going to have to see. Um, you know what? It was a couple of things I did forget to mention since we were already done. Um, uh, Raw was obviously this Raw was Raw. Um, the, the MVP um promo with Hope was good. Um, and other stuff happened, so we'll see what happens next week. Um, so there were a couple of things I forgot to mention. So, um, SummerSlam, um, on a Saturday. And um, August what? I was to say like, it's a big fight. I want to say August twenty second. Hold on. Um, yeah, so Pacquiao is the Pacquiao. They want to they want to let out the Pacquiao fight. Um, they want to in some time early so people want to watch the Pacquiao fight. Get get to it. So oh yeah, it's the twenty first. That's Saturday. 
in Vegas the same night as the Pacquiao fight. That's good thinking, WWE. Real good thinking. Real, real smart. Real smart, Vince. Real smart. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, it's just a lot of stuff going on. Um, yeah. Um, oh, so, indie promoters are up to Braun Strowman. <laughs> and his price range in the five figures. Good gracious. He trying to, <laughs> trying to get that trying to get that house he just paid, he just got paid down. <laughs> yeah. They said he went he asked for five figures in his book is I was like mm. and, I, and I'm pretty sure they don't mean like ten thousand either. Right, 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 right. <laughs> He's like ten thousand. That that price would be higher, sir. Hey, <laughs> you gonna put some poor wrestling promoter out of business? I mean, he would have. They would have to sell a lot. Put a lot of butts in those seats. Mm. Or they gonna have to jack the ticket prices up so high that they can get their money back. Really, who win? He say Braun Strowman. Who? <laughs> we don't want to Yeah, man. That's wow. Uh this Saturday we've got a takeover in your house edition. Uh the main event, five way carrying cross defending that NHC title against uh Gargano, Pete Dunn, Adam Cole, Bebe, and uh, Kyle O'Reilly all at one time. Uh in the matchup that got made last night on NXT. Uh, for all to go, we got Legado Del Fantasma challenging Bronson Reed and MSK. MSK and Bronson Reed, they done got second in to putting all the gold up in the, on this match. So that's got to be a potential to be a banger. Um, Ember Moon versus Raquel Gonzalez. And then it was revealed not only is Ted DiBiase want to have Cameron Grimes and LA Knight contested out in a ladder match. It's also going to be for the million dollar title. Yes. Uh, money, 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 money. I don't think I've missed a match. I might have. I think I might have only had four matches right there. But yes. You got, you got Ember and Raquel? I did. Okay. I don't think there's. Uh, because they lumped in the tag team and North American title matches <laughs> into one into one match. So yeah, there may only be like four is Eo with, um is EO in EO wrestling Sunday? No man, EO is still on vacation. It's hard out here for a pimp carrying a show you for sure? a whole year and a half. You sure? Did I, you watch the show? I, I didn't see I didn't see the latest I didn't see all of it. I was watching it in and out. So I'll have to Oh well, get the full we, show here in a little bit. You need to finish that and, and, then, and then change your statement when you talk to Semi tomorrow. Okay. That, right. I'll just leave that that because I'll leave that that because something happened. Something happened on the show. If you look at the tweets, you'll see something happened on the show that kind of led to a return. So, okay. I'll just leave that. You'll, you'll, you'll get a kick out of the, of the lead up to that, to that return. Well, I got up to where the grizzled young veterans were beating up some two dudes. I think one of them was uh, August Gray and some other dude and some sparkling. Yeah, they did. And um, the um, the two hundred five guys, and then 
Lisa Timmy and, and Dancer, um, Tommy Champa, um, came out. Some haters. Um, Some absolute haters. They doing a tornado tag team match next week. Oh, shit. You know how I feel about that grizzled young veterans. Uh, they need to get all the shine, all their flowers while they're here before they get sent back over to UK. Uh, so hopefully things will perk up and they'll get a chance at those NXT tag team titles again. Um, use the hashtag cast takeover on Saturday night. Uh, say no to pre-shows is the hashtag if you tune into the pre-shows. Uh, so yes, we will be live tweeting uh, NXT takeover in your house this Saturday night. All right, Mo to the underscore. I'm going to turn it over to you, sir, for your shout-outs and thank yous. Oh, shout-out when well, they, they shoot fireworks, like, it's to be 4th of July for the rest of the summer. But shout-out, you know, Don, um, never show. Um, I mean, this episode of Raw was cool, but it wasn't nothing really to go. This was a standout show and everything. But, um, um, shout out to you for putting this together as always. Shout out to um, Simi and Jade and Anwar and Terry's boy, um, Greg, um, Sam, um, BD Jonay, the landlord. That's what you be known as now, the landlord for SmackDown Matters. Um, classic Mel because Mel always gets shout outs. Um, shout out to everyone else in the, in the hashtags with us. Um, Jula Jula, Mademoiselle, Mademoiselle kind of banned me because I wasn't too fond of Lady Danbury on um, on the um, on the on the Netflix show. Um, the new review, I'm at the show already. That's kind of sad. Um, but she's kind of mad because one of the curses I went too thrilled about, but. I gave her, I showed her some love on her birthday with that and everything. Um, child Cammy D, Miss V, uh, Roll-Off Sunny, Khaled Ren, um, everybody else who'll be down for six for Apple. Um, yeah, shout out to, you know, everybody who was down, who, who, who puts up, um, watching the broadcast so we can make it better for us. That's because that's all that's all we going that's all we got. <laughs> oh, another thing real quick before you start. So they say Eva is supposed to be having I guess they put bringing something else up. So they, I think they say saying Eva Piper Nevin. Or if we have another name they say might be bringing up on, on Mercedes Mar- Mercedes Martinez. I'm like, eh. I'm sorry, I can't see how and Eva like her manager? Yeah. She's not, she's not really going to be wrestling. She's be trying to get somebody else over. And I was like, yeah, Mercedes Martinez already tried you know, to get her over. They was talking about the number of people who might be getting called up on NXT call-ups and everything. So, you know. Nah, yes. I don't think that would be... I think, nah, I, I would prefer Mercedes Martinez have a natural progression to getting pushed again and not get hot shot to the main roster just to be involved with something that might last for like two or three weeks and then they get disinterested and she'll be in a worse spot than she was being by being in NXT. You know, she already dodged one bullet by not being in um uh 
what were them retribution. So you know, don't send her back. That's all you have for shout outs and thank yous. Final thoughts. Um, that's all I got. I'm just ready to see this NXT. I'm ready to see this NXT pay-per-view, um, pay-per-view I mean, well, event Sunday. So I'm prepared so, for that. Uh, and I'm prepared gonna, to send the Judas on Friday. It's going to be Saturday, sir. So if you tune in on Sunday, you're going to miss it. Wait, wait, it's Saturday? Yeah, it's the 12th. Oh, I thought it was Sunday. Yeah, oh, they, fuck they, it. They, well, they, went back to, um, they went back to Saturday, thankfully. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's going to be a whole weekend. It's going to be a whole Friday, Saturday of, of wrestling. Yeah, what do you think about uh, before we before I get to my shout outs? Thank yous. Oh no, my bad. It is Sunday. I'm double checking the date. It is Sunday. Um, so, uh, how do you feel about uh, Dynamite coming on Fridays? Uh, I mean, is that the ratings of the ratings of trash? It comes on too late. Come up to the clock, so yeah, much like from, you from, out here trying to get in from 10 to 12, right? Right, from 10 to 12, and outside is opening back up. Anybody trusting the house and watch the wrestling? <laughs> they're trying to they trying to be social with a little less distance and no mask on these days, right? Like you are. Hey, hey, man, <laughs> hey, I'm just kidding, darling. You know, you're the homie, bro. Yeah, I was out. I was out last week. Last last week, I, um, I hung out with a friend of mine. Um, that's some we went and we went and got some ice cream. So you know, and like, um, almost all of Baltimore was out at this one <laughs> little ice cream spot. This one little ice cream spot. It was packed. Thought this was my little secret, huh? I mean, like, yeah, it was, I'm, 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 and it was warm, and it was like you came out there, and it was just like you thought, like. You know, they was giving away free, free, um, free seafood, something like that. You know, mad people outside, mad people was outside. But I had a good little time um, last Saturday, so you know, it's cool. That's the, uh, that's the sign of a true player date, the ice cream date. Hey man, can never go wrong with the ice cream date. No, you can't, you can't. And let it's a nice conversation. Yep, especially in the summertime. Hey, it worked for um, it worked for Dave Chappelle and Half Baked. It can work for you, man. Rest in peace to Clarence William the Third. He played Samson in the um mm-hmm. in Half Baked, and he played you know Prince's father in Purple Rain. He played Wesley Snipes and um, Michael Wright's father in um, Sugar Hill. He played the devil in um, <laughs> Tales from the Hood. So, you know, rest in peace, man. Great, great actor. Um, just you know, incredible, incredible loss, man. Right, right, definitely for black cinema, especially. Yeah, he's in the majority of the movies that we watched growing up as the bad guy or the evil guy. He just had that look, those eyes, just worked for the part. But I'd like to thank my man Mo to the underscore Reese as always joining me here, uh, especially the past couple of weeks with this change of schedule that I've had. So he's been working with me, accommodating me. So I definitely appreciate his flexibility. Uh, thank you to everybody who's been joining us in the Twitter spaces. It's been fun. Miss V, especially, uh, always here for her commentary. It's very funny and entertaining. Oh, man. Jupiter Jula. 
Uh, yeah. Madam Lizette, everybody who comes in there. Mr. Anwar Starwin, he peeped in there this week, so it was good to hear from him and get his commentary with color as well. So, yes, you can also be a part of the Twitter spaces on Monday night for sure. Uh, again, the NXT cast, we're going to record that live on the Twitter spaces, and then we're going to open it up for people to tell us who they got and just give some you know, commentary with color on NXT and the upcoming takeover. So hopefully that will be a lot of fun and go off without too many technical difficulties uh, shout out to miss Simi. shout out to anwar shout out to terry's boy shout out to the guys over at the comic book chronicles please check them out for all the hard work that they put in each and every week on the cspn thank you to all the wrestle bays and all the members of the glow we definitely appreciate you guys supporting each and every week continue to use the hashtag rawcast each and every monday night to share your commentary with color on the three hours of monday night raw uh, if you can't stand to bear it and watch it, join the hashtag, share a commentary with color, get these jokes off and have some fun with us in the live tweet because we make it go by uh, three hours. It only seems like two hours and 58 minutes when you're inside the broadcast with us. So um, again, please support the show over on the Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash CSPN media. Get the exclusive content that we have over there. Get our AEW reviews each and every week where me and Miss Simi break down all of the shenanigans that take place on AEW. Uh, we have our Double or Nothing review out so you can listen to uh, Miss Simi's epic rants about the title, the new women's title that they presented Sheeta on uh, last Friday Night Dynamite, a couple of Friday Night Dynamites ago. Yes, it was another classic rant by Miss Simi. So please become a patron. Check those episodes out. Uh, we also had the Ladies Night uh, post-show shenanigans that took place between Cami DJ to the Max and Miss Didi Jonay. So definitely shout-outs to those ladies as well. Appreciate them providing that extra content for the dark match. So please check that out. So for my co-host, Mr. Mo to the underscore Reese, I'm your host, Don DeLaRente, and this has been The Rawcast. Please stay tuned for the parting promo. Let you off the leash, man? What, oh, what's going yeah, on? You let you off the leash? Where you at? Quick with a joke. Yeah, that's right. Actually, I came to tell you that I was impressed with your match last week. And earlier tonight as well. Even though I was impressed, I can't say that I'm surprised with you coming up short. I mean, are you going to make a point right now? Because I got stuff to do. Like, yeah, as a matter of fact, I, I was. I may now represent the almighty WWE champion Bobby Lashley. But prior to that, I was a Kofi fan. Like the rest of the WWE Universe two years ago, I watched Kofi Mania take over the world. And I watched you do the unobtainable. You won the WWE Championship at WrestleMania. And I was so proud of you, I cried tears of joy. Now we go all the way back to Deep South. You all been like a little brother to me. And watching you celebrate with your family in the ring, now I get goosebumps at this day talking about it. But seeing you with your sons in that ring, you didn't know this, but that's what triggered me to want to come back here. <laughs> because finally, the WWE had a champion that I could immediately relate to, that I could be proud of. Man, the 
Listen, you, Kofi Mania was everything, and then it just abruptly ended. Now, I know you don't want to go talking about old negative things, but you ever think about why that happened? Then why don't you enlighten me, Pete? Because you're not like Bobby Lashley. Last week, I caught a glimpse, at least I thought I caught a glimpse, of that Kofi Kingston that could once again be WWE champion. And then at the end of your match with Drew McIntyre, listen, Kofi Mania ended because you let it. There's no friends in this. This is called show business. But I know you want to be back here joking, shucking and jiving with your friends. Hey man, you watch your mouth, bro. Watch your mouth, huh? I don't want your advice. You're the last person I want advice from, what you think. I know how many times I got to tell you this and everybody else, that my family and my friends are the ones who provide me with motivation to do this. That's why I go out and do what I do. Somewhere in this world, there's a little kid who's watching this television show and they're watching me and they're believing in themselves because of me. That's why I do this. What's Bobby Lashley doing for what? For, for money? No. Bobby Lashley fights for the WWE Championship and all of the honor, prestige, and accoutrements that go with it. 